and welcome to a new episode of Pasha. My name is Ines Kosana. Thanks for joining us. Today we look at how many African leaders have lost their lives to COVID-19 and the impact of this. Leaders in this case refers to national ministers and heads of states. The continent is made up of 54 countries, meaning there's a high number of leaders. The research paper by Jean-Benoît Felice at the University of Edinburgh in Scotland takes this into account. He joins us today and starts by telling us about some of the prominent leaders on the continent who have lost their lives to COVID-19. So I think I would distinguish between three cases. We have countries where we had isolated casualties. That's, for instance, Abdulaziz Mbai, the Minister of Culture in Senegal, or Sekou Kuruma in Guinea. Then we have countries that have uh, clusters, uh, so to speak. So Zimbabwe is a very sad example of this. Uh, we had three ministers dying in, in less than seven days in January 2021. And then finally, we have two countries, Burundi and Tanzania, where the head of states uh, died in circumstances that are widely regarded as suspicious, uh, with the opposition, society, many foreign media saying this is COVID, but no official statements uh, mentioning COVID. So in total, we counted 17 African heads of states and ministers who died of COVID-19. And that's uh, it's much higher uh, proportion than on other continents, where we have five in total across all the other continents. So I think it's useful to note that we also have a lot of anecdotal evidence that many leaders who are not ministers or heads of states have also died of COVID on the continent. We have judges, opposition leaders, senior civil servants. And about a month ago, I think, uh, we had the official announcement that about 5% of the national level MPs had died of COVID-19 in the Congo. So I think what we've observed is, is not a statistical fluke. Many of the leaders have some symbolic value and their loss has been associated with shifts in COVID-19 policies in some countries. Can you tell us a bit more about this? Yeah, so this is this is quite speculative because our sample is quite small. Uh, Burundi and Tanzania are probably the cases where the shift in COVID-19 policy was the most radical. Um, there used to be prime examples of state-promoted COVID-19 denialism. I remember that Burundi even expelled the WHO uh, when it insisted that more resources should be allocated into fighting the pandemic. Uh, by the time of President Kurunziza's death, a new president, Evarizm Ndaishi Mir, had already been elected, and least to say he had not been very vocal about COVID, so very much the party line. Uh, however, his discourse totally changed shortly after Nkurunziza's death. He started calling the virus the biggest enemy of Burundi and new working groups were created to combat COVID-19. So very much the kind of typical anti-COVID-19 arsenal that we've seen deployed in, in many other countries. In Tanzania, you have pretty much uh, the same story, or at least a very similar story uh, unfolding uh, almost 10 months later. President Magufuli had said there was no COVID in the country anymore. There was no need for a vaccine. He had mocked testing efforts. And in fact, the country wasn't even recording COVID cases anymore. Um, the head of civil service, um, Chief Secretary John Kajazi, died, followed by Zanzibar's Vice President Malim Saif Sharif Hamad. And that was kind of hard to deny that it was COVID, especially the uh, last case. And that's it's that point that we see things changing and face masks are gradually coming back. And then, of course, after uh, Magafuli's death, we see a complete reversal of many of the policies. COVID cases are counted again, there's a new official strategy coming in, etc. 
Um, now, in countries where there was less uh, denialism, if you want, in countries that had a more comprehensive approach to COVID-19, uh, the shift is less important um, after, uh, after the death of, of leaders. Is it likely to result in the political space changing? Could you please explain this? Yeah, so the, the, the sample again is really small, but the impression is that we usually don't see a big change in the profile of the political personnel that comes to replace these who have died. I'm talking in terms of gender, age or background. It's not complicated to see why. There are simply many people waiting their turn to become minister or head of state. And uh, there's often a clear procedure for, for that in the eventuality that some, someone dies. The paper discusses five possible hypotheses into why leaders could have lost their lives. Could you give us some insights into these? Yes, so the puzzle is not so much that many leaders died. I think after all, it's kind of expected. I mean, they, they're very exposed uh, as a profession. They meet a lot of different people. The puzzle is why do they die more, and in fact, a lot more in the African continent than elsewhere. And to be frank, uh, all we have at this stage are hypotheses. Uh, they're all very tentative and they're certainly not mutually exclusive. The first one is, is that African leaders are likely to have uh, comorbidities. It's tempting, uh, but we don't have public data. Uh, we know that diabetes and obesity are also diseases of the better off in other continents especially in Asia, where the mortality rate of, of leaders is, is much lower, or apparently much lower, than in Africa. Um, the second hypothesis is related to the standard of care and the quality of care on the African continent. Um, the fact that many African elites um, used to, to go abroad or used to go to um, wealthier African countries for uh, health care, and they, they didn't do that or did, did that a lot less um, uh, during the pandemic. Um, a third hypothesis is that the activities and behaviours of African leaders expose them more uh, than their counterparts on other continents, but it's not something we, ha we ha really have data on. And so I think it's quite weak in my opinion. Um, and then a fourth hypothesis is, is that could be part of the puzzle is the sort of idea that um, a lot of COVID cases go undetected in Africa and just the pandemic is uh, in fact a lot bigger than uh, reported. Um, there's possibly some truth in that and we have a lot of, of new papers actually pointing to that direction but I doubt that this would be enough to, to explain the high uh, mortality rate of leaders um, on its own but it may uh, certainly contribute to it. And the fifth hypothesis is more of an observation is that more than half the cases occurred in Southern Africa after the beta variant was identified in uh, December of last year. So in other words, I would say that the puzzle uh, remains and, and hopefully our listeners will have more ideas and data uh, so we can discard or validate uh, some of these hypotheses. The deaths of high-ranking individuals on the continent have led to changes in health and political systems. The hope is that these changes are for good and not bad. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Pasha, produced by Ozea Patel. From me, Inas Kwasana. Bye for now.